Hey everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 99. Look at that. We're almost there, guys. We're almost those We are one away. Things. Yep, one away from retiring the podcast forever. So, today we are just going to go over what we were watching. You'll never <laughs> hear from I'm us joking. again. You just have to yeah. find us. Some of you actually know where we live, too. That's the creepy part. So, uh, yeah. once again, we are going to go over what we've been watching, uh, reading or playing, whatever you want to do with that, and then we're going to just uh, jump. Really, this is kind of more direct. We've been doing a little shorter ones because uh, our next episode is going to be kind of a, a bigger beast, I would say. So, episode 100, we'll talk about that at the end of the pod, so stay tuned. So, today we'll be reviewing the new horror film, Spiral, from the Book of Saw. So, without further ado, guys, let's get into what we've been watching. Hey, what you watching? Okay, so we're back to our bullshit again. So, that being said, <laughs> back to basics. Let's um Yeah. Yeah, let's start with You know what? Let's make it a little different this time. James, let's start with you. What you Whoa. watching? Whoa. I know, right? Look at that. He's so crazy. Hi, mate. Question mark. Uh so yeah, I've uh I actually I was talking to Bill before the pod. We actually uh, talked a little bit before we okay, started. Okay, cool story, and... bro. <laughs> I get to the fucking point. Cool, no one cares. Uh, and I actually, I haven't been watching a lot of stuff recently. I, I caught up on a, a lot of TV shows and such like that. Did anybody watch Jupiter's Ascending on Netflix? No, no not yet. The new uh, Miller, Mark Miller uh, TV show? No. About, I've seen uh, the family. advertisements for it. That's about it. Yeah, they're they're advertising pretty heavy. So Mark Miller is a pretty prolific um, comic book writer, and he signed over his uh, all of his rights to his things. It's called Miller's World. It's like a production company. It's it's all oh. going to be produced through Netflix. That's cool. So he has like six things that are about to come out, but it basically is about a group of superheroes that um, from like it's from like the 1930s to present day, and it's like a family thing where like a. Uh, it's like the world's first superheroes and basically what they've gone through in life. And in the present day, there's a lot of, um, I guess, politics going on with their the way that they run their group of superheroes. And it's really focusing on like the kids and how the kids have grown up with powers and blah, 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 basically. I was about to say, James, but, I'm sorry. Um, are, you talking about, <laughs> are you talking about Watchmen right now? <laughs> sorry. No, not 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 quite. It's it's actually quite it's quite good actually. It's uh, Josh Duhamel's in it. He's like the main guy. His name is Sheldon, but he plays it's a guy boy. called something like the not the Oasis. I forgot his fucking name, but he's he's the the whole thing's really well done. It's only eight episodes. I binged it in like two days, and um, it gave me like the vibes of like the boys from Amazon Prime Video. If you guys have seen, I, obviously you guys have seen it. I don't know, Nabil, did you catch mm-hmm. up on the boys? Is it just as is it just as violent? It is to a point, not as much action. There's a lot of setup in this one because they they already had. They're gonna do another season. That's why, and I think um, they might do a few seasons from the sound of it. But it's uh, it's it's really intriguing. There's like a mystery going on, and it, the style of it all is really fucking cool. And I love that it takes place in the present. Then they do a flashback of Josh Duhamel's character, like figuring, like getting a vision and finding these people and going on a voyage to find this mysterious island, and that's where they get the powers and shit. And, and it was actually really well done. I highly, re- I think you guys would like it. I would uh, give it a look if you guys are looking for a, a fairly quickish TV show. I think each episode is anywhere from forty minutes to fifty minutes. It's not too long, but eight episodes. Um, like I said, I benched it in two days. 
It was really fun. It was a fun watch. That's not too bad. I'm looking forward to it. Eight episodes isn't bad. Yeah. No, no, no. And it's one of those things where the characters are really intriguing enough to the point where I kind of wanted to keep seeing where it went. And I'm, I, it sucks it's only eight episodes, but I get it that they're setting up the next season, you know? But um, it's well done. I think it's really well done. It's not as much action as, like, the boys and stuff like that. But Damn. if you watch it, you'll understand why. There's a, a, it, it focuses more on plot and character, which I, which I liked. So. That's cool. Yeah, and that's streaming exclusively on Netflix. So if you guys uh, are looking for that one, check it out on Netflix. So um, another one that I saw on Netflix as well was the new animated movie, The Mitchells vs. the Machines. Have you guys heard about this one too? I have. Yeah, I've actually heard really good things about it. I've only yeah. heard about it from your tweets. Oh, really? Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is probably one of the best movies I've seen all year. Tell you the truth. So this is uh, produced by uh, the same guys that did the Lego movie and got fired from the solo movie. So um, And then went on to win an Oscar is... for Into the Spider-Verse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, basically. So they uh, know really well how to work with Sony Animation, I think. So this is a Sony animated film, too. That's why. Uh, nice. The Mitchells vs. the Machines is basically about a girl played by Abby Jacobson. Her name is Katie. And she's about to basically go to college and... Her dad, she used to be really close to her dad named Rick, who played uh, voiced by Danny McBride. So <laughs> they basically go on a road trip, and during this time, there's like a Facebook-esque slash Apple slash Google-esque company that creates a robot that basically goes insane, and they launch a bunch of robots, and the robots start taking over the world. And the Mitchells are actually the only family that doesn't it doesn't happen to randomly. So they kind of the, it sounds it sounds bizarre as fuck, but it actually works. And it's really funny. The animation style is really cool, too. And there's a lot of heart in this movie. So this is a movie that uh, I was surprised. I laughed a lot, like genuinely laughed, because there's some really funny moments in it. It has that same kind of vibe of the Lego movie where there's some really random moments, and it's like, holy shit. <laughs> and um, it has a really touching story about a family. And, I mean, the father-daughter relationship is really well done, too. And uh, I highly recommend it. It was really touching. It's one of those movies that was super surprising because I didn't think I was going to like it at all. And then it kind of just came out of left field. And I highly recommend it. It's really well done. So, yeah. No, it it's the it, it the sounded machines. like you really enjoyed it from, like, your tweets and everything. So, uh, And I've seen some other people talk about it. And I'm just like, oh, maybe I should check that one out. So, Yeah, check it out. Watch it with your uh, your family. So I watched it with my, yeah. uh, my niece. So my younger niece, Charlie, she liked it a lot. And my uh, nephew. And um, there's, I'll say one thing, that there's a scene in it that features Furbies, which is uh, absolutely hilarious. So, <laughs> it's Can't exactly what you think it is, too. So, take it out. Uh, lastly, though, guys, the last movie that I saw, um, just because I want to talk about it, <clears throat> I went for an older one here. You guys are familiar with it, of course, is uh, 1993's The Fugitive. Mm, I which, love that movie. I, you know. Uh, so I was telling you guys earlier, I don't think, I think I've seen this a long, long time ago, or maybe it was one of those movies. I think they played this all the time on like TBS or some shit, right? Or TNT, right? Sounds about right. I think this is one of those movies that was always yeah. on. So I, I've seen a lot of the movie. I don't know if I've seen the whole thing, but I knew like, you know, I, I get like the sewer scene, for instance, is like such an iconic scene and jumping into the dam like a, you know, like a fucking maniac. And... Uh, I think, truthfully, though, this is probably the first time I've seen it all the way through, which may or may not be weird because wow. it's such a popular film. I don't know. Yeah, I'm once just, again, my I've, mind is just blown. That I've you... seen too. 
I've seen too many movies, guys. I don't know. There's a chance. I, I'm working through, um, between you guys and, and the listeners, I guess. I'm watching all of Harrison Ford movies right now. And I only have a few left, so. That I haven't seen. So I'm, I'm working through his discography, if one may say. Nice. <coughs> Sorry. Have you. Filmography, uh, discography, whatever. But yeah, I've. Have you, uh, have you yeah. found a favorite so far that you've watched? That I hadn't seen before? Is that what you're getting yeah. at? Because mm-hmm. if not, I mean, it's obviously probably Indiana Jones or Star Wars, right? Yeah. Um, The Fugitive's really fucking good. I'd say that so far is a, the one that I would say I'm leaning toward Neville. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's I mean, it's a great ones, film. Man. I'll, let you, yeah. I'll let you know after I watch him or other stuff. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've seen other parts of other movies that he's in, too. So it's like, man, I wonder if. Like, for instance, I've seen parts of Witness. I don't think I've seen all of Witness, though. I don't know if I really want to watch Sabrina, but I might. I don't know. Give me back my Stuff like that. I, have, I mean, like, presumed... some films are of their time. Like, I used yeah. to enjoy Sabrina when I was younger. So, you know. You might... I didn't even realize it was a, re- a remake or whatever. So I was like, I have yeah. no idea. Yep. But, like, Presumed Innocent, I got that on my list. Frantic, The Mosquito Coast, Witness, all this shit to watch. So, I don't know yet. I'll, I'll tell you when I get to it, basically, man, is what I'm getting at. So. Um, but I mean, just I'm not count, even just count explain, the times uh, that the he's fugitive. count the times he's uh, searching <laughs> family, for family right? or <laughs> trying to get his family back. Yeah, Family Guy had a really good skit on that too. Yeah, but basically, oh, um, a... you fugitive. I'm not even gonna get into it. It's you, you, it's famous enough that people know about it. But I I had a good time. I watched it with my parents. Um, they liked it too, and I'm pretty sure they've seen it before back in the day. So, uh, for the most part, it was fun. It was a good movie. Uh, nonstop. Like action and mystery and intrigue, like people are just going at it in that one. Like, yeah, this guy can't catch a fucking break. So, did uh, did fun. you predict the the twist, or did you already know the twist? I figured it was, yeah. I won't yeah. ruin this twist here, but Marco, yeah, I I figured it out. Okay, I was like, they must have done something from the get go in the beginning because he does meet a lot of random people, right? So, and then sure enough, you know, and then I mean, once again. I don't know if maybe back in 93 they weren't aware of, like, the, um, without spoiling who the villain is, but it's, like, a fairly known actor. I'm like, he's not going to just get cast as a fucking side character last time <laughs> I checked, so. Right. It's one of those things, too, where you're like, just like, um, just like with Without Remorse last week when we were like, oh, cool. We have a uh, fucking, what's his name, from, um, playing, uh, the, be- uh, a politician. Like, oh, yeah, he should be fine, but meanwhile, you're like, wait a minute, why would they pay him so much money? Cause he's exactly. the bad guy. So yeah, but that's everything. That's all I've been watching. Good stuff, man. Sounds like you've been keeping yourself busy as usual. Never disappointing. Yeah. 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 Not as much Is as it, normal, but, um, but I, I, I like that. Cause sometimes line, so. it inspires me to kind of like look into stuff and say, what, what have I not seen? And so even though I've been doing a terrible job at it the last couple of weeks, but still, yeah. That being said, yeah. so the bill, what have you been watching, sir, or reading, or playing? Forgot to ask James that, but we all know what we've been playing, so. Yeah. I will, I'll just leave that as a no comment as far as what Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I was like. No, I, I saw some screenshots with your name on it, sir. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking about playing, I've seen this uh, show on Netflix. I mentioned it before when the first season came out. Uh but the second season of The Circle came out on Netflix uh, the last couple of weeks. And 
if you don't recall, the show is basically a social media-based show where you are kind of Big Brother-esque with a bunch of people, um, you know, siloed off from the rest of the world. But the difference is that these people are living in an apartment by themselves and they can only interact with each other via social media. So by like whatever they're posting online or uh, through mess- instant messaging and such. So they the what's interesting about the show is that people can pose as themselves and be honest or they can catfish and put like a fake picture up and pretend like they're you know the opposite sex or somebody completely different it doesn't know they don't know what's the what's uh, can i ask a question though what's the purpose of lying though is there a point to winning this or something yeah exactly the premise is that is that at the end you're getting voted by your peers as most liked and essentially will win so gotcha but some people you know they play the game of like the catfish side of things to build like alliances and get in with people and then find out at the end, it's like, oh, no, that person was actually fake the whole time, but they liked them because of wh- whoever they were posing to be. So, And you win like $100,000 as the grand prize at the end of it as well. Um, but the whole thing is voted by your peers. So you have to, you know, just like in any social media, you've got to be an influencer and get a lot of likes and people liking you in order to move ahead. And that's that's the premise of that game. And Wow, we'd be uh, fucking terrible at this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how long I'd last in a game like that. So, it's, so it's like I, I want to say all three of us would be like decent, but no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't yeah, win I mean, I guess yeah, I if, if we're I trying, I guess it would be okay. But I mean, if it's our regular social media, we just <laughs> we drop off the list really fast. <laughs> I mean, considering <laughs> I haven't posted something on Instagram for over a year, yeah, I think uh, I think that's a very factual statement. It's it's an interesting premise though because you get to see different people's personality. They really are by themselves, you know. They they are just trying to create connections with other people, but uh, and they and do the little games to kind of keep them interacting with each other. But it's interesting to see how people form alliances and how, especially early on in the show, the there's like a couple key people on there that you thought were going to get very far. And then suddenly there's just a lot of drama surrounding them. And you're either team A or team B for like the first three episodes. Um, and it's interesting to see how that happened. or It just happened organically. Like they've never really interacted with each other outside of text. And yet. Do they eventually uh, meet the each other at all or never? Yeah. So what happens is as you get voted out, if you don't, if you get the least amount of votes, essentially, you can, the person gets voted out, can meet one person of, of that list. You know, at the end, as a surprise, uh, whoever they want to see. Okay. That's you know, cool. and then so you could find out, like, you were curious to find out if this person was catfishing you or not. You can go over there and find them and meet them. Um, but you don't actually tell the other people, like, who you saw or anything like that. So yeah, there's that. Cause that would, um, yeah, because especially if they're catfishing, they don't want to be revealed, I guess, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. So so that helps also. And then they, they all get the, like, at the very end, if you do get booted out, you get to leave a video message too to show the rest of the people that you were you who you are or not, and so you know that that also mm. makes a difference mm. too. Okay. Yeah, you're like surprise, motherfucker. Exactly. It's like <laughs> I got words for you, and let me Prince tell you, you've been lied. You've been lied to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, it's it's my it's a little guilty pleasure, but it's fun. I remember seeing it when um, uh, the first season came out, and I thought it was a very interesting premise, and and it's just. It's not too risque like some of those uh, more, uh, we'll say, uh, adult-related celebrity reality show kind of things. Yeah, uh, it's a bit more. It's it's like PG thirteen. Um, so yeah, generally you watch the you know, first season. I remember. Yeah, 
So it's fun. It's it's something everybody could watch. There isn't anything too bad in there, uh, but it is it is kind of a fun tamed down version of something that you might see like, you know, like in Love Island or something like that. So it's an yeah. interesting concept, at least. Yeah. Uh, and then additionally, outside of my binging of a reality TV show, uh, I got to see a movie that wasn't something for the pod. So that's always nice. Uh, I saw the film The Woman it's in the one Window. One movie every two weeks. One, I know it really is. Well, that's not the problem. It's just that I need to actually watch something outside of that. But yeah. I got to see uh, The Woman in the Window on Netflix. That's the film starring uh, Amy Adams and Gary Oldman. Uh, essentially, it's kind of rear window-esque, if you've ever seen that film, where a woman's living alone in an apartment and is spying on her neighbors, and she thinks she witnessed something that may or may not have happened, and people are, you know, she's trying to prove it, and people think she's a little crazy. And I did learn, also speaking from James earlier. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, also kind of Disturbia. I mean, but not as good wishes. as Disturbia. Yeah, this movie wishes. It, I mean, I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a little talk at the end here. Yeah, James James has his thoughts on it. I uh, I enjoyed the film. I didn't think it was great. It's definitely not something I'd ever want to see again. Other films have done it better. Um, I think it's mostly I like Amy Adams in the film, and then there were some. There's a, there's a lot of like A list actors and and up and coming actors like Gary Oldman, Anthony Mackie's in there, Julianne Moore. Uh, White Russell from Falcon Winter Soldier, and even Brian Tyree Henry. So, so good cast of characters in the movie, and I liked the kind of twist ending. I kind, of, I didn't uh, more because I get oblivious to a lot of twist endings. I didn't expect it, <laughs> but I feel <laughs> like James oh probably expected <laughs> oh it. So God. you know, the mustache not uh, Yeah, I'm not always as I, astute. <laughs> I called the twist ten minutes in the movie. I'm like, did you really? <laughs> yep. Yeah, see, I think that might have also been part of the reason why that would have uh, ruined it for somebody because I I was expecting something else and then seeing something you know come off the other way. So the the film I think had promise to it. Um, like I said, I kind of enjoyed. I enjoyed it for the most part. I liked it, but it it wasn't the strongest of those kind of genre films. There was like, for example, Disturbia was a great film, and of course, a classic as Rear Window um, was also done better, but. Um, I did. I did kind of enjoy the take of of what it was. But I'll let James uh, chime in a little bit, give his feedback oh, on, on the man. film. This is one of the worst movies I saw of this year. Just let you know, it's complete dog shit. It was supposed to be released in 2019. It had terrible uh, screenings, so they fucking went back and reshot it. Which you can tell some of the scenes are just like, what the fuck? Does this even make sense? There is a ton of plot holes. Uh, I will say this much. Amy Adams is good, though, in this movie. But she, she tries her best in every way, to, truth be told. So she I mean, does. Yeah, she's, I actually she's really liked, good. She is so. the standout. Um, the twist, it though, I thought was super obvious. It was one of those things where I was like, well, duh, obviously it's, it's this. And near the end, for a movie that's only in like an hour and a half, I think. I don't think it's super long, right? Hour and a half, hour 40, something like that. Yeah, right. It's one of those things where nothing makes sense by the end. It's so rushed. They're like, "Fuck it, we gotta like, we got to like create some plot points here." And the, it, yeah, just... they do like the dream sequences, which I think is a bit of a throw off. Of like, why would they do that? I know that they're talking about they try to make her not super likable too, and shit. Yeah. They're like, "Look, she's doing crazy shit," you know. And then it's ugh, man. There's just there's a lot to it. I'm not gonna go into it too long. I don't want to take your time, but I did not enjoy this one. I thought it was super poor writing, and um, they it's a lot of telling not showing if that makes sense too so that's yeah all. which i think it was what was the point of it but i i don't think it was that's well fine well. give it the execution was great <laughs> it did. yeah i thought it was an okay film oh, shit. Yeah. that means you would rewatch it man 
that's not what it, that's your three stars are not my three stars three and I a half most stars, people if you gave it. it three stars that means i'd probably go back two unless no probably not uh, yeah yeah so i, I, I kind of lean that way I, if it's three stars it's a three is a c yeah I'd, I'd watch it again okay it's like okay film. i'd see it again yeah we gotta we gotta see because i kind of want to do stars eventually other than green skills because it's kind of easier to do but not with that. Obviously, we got to build a standard here yeah, that Nabil's not a part of. Obviously, we've got to break After, after episode 100, we're going to so. switch it up uh, again. Yeah. We're going to confuse the audience. We might. Nev- or maybe one, and maybe next episode we do it. So remember, because I, I had said at the beginning of the year I wanted to test out a few things. That might be one of them, but maybe yeah, not we, a we, we talked about show. it, and we, we were saying, like, hey, let's let's try a star system or something. So, Like, the grading isn't bad so far is what I'm getting at, but we'll see. That's all. But, I mean, hey, at least you liked it. I know some people... No, not really. No, I'm lying to you. I don't know anyone that likes this movie outside of you. I guess I was thinking about what somebody said, but they said it's so crazy to that you kind of have to just see it to form your own opinion. Which is, and that's why I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And then I was like, holy fuck, I don't like this at all. Within dude, 50 minutes went by, and I was like, has anything happened in this fucking movie yet? Yeah, it is very slow as far as progress. It's pretty for slow pace. Film. Which which is yeah. interesting. It's hard to do that when it's a short film that you don't have a lot of momentum in it. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. that usually happens for the longer films. So that, well, but that like, is yeah. a very good yeah. But I agree, yeah, though. Re- re- Amy Adams remember is that, really guys. Good, remember that. Amy Adams is good, though. So, yeah. Well, what about you, Marco? Uh, what, what have you been watching? Surprisingly enough, not a whole lot. It's been... Kind of a busy two weeks. Dry spell for all of us, huh? I watched True Grit, the 2010 Western directed by the Coen brothers. So I saw the remake, not the original. And no, I haven't seen the original either. Maybe I'll watch it, you know, because, you know, it stars the. Is this your first time seeing it? What? Yeah, it's my first time seeing it. I've never seen the movie. No. I've been wanting to. Oh. Yeah. And uh, maybe one day I'll get around to watching uh, the original with uh, the racist known as John Wayne. So. his only uh, Academy Award was for True Grit. So yeah, so she owned that movie. <laughs> it stars Jeff Bridges as a uh, Rooster Cogburn, Haley Stanfield, and I guess this was her first movie too as Maddie Ross. I didn't even recognize her in this movie. I was I recognized her from Bumblebee, but she looks totally different. And then uh, Matt Damon as a uh, character of uh, LaBeouf, and then Josh Brolin as Tom Chaney. So. The movie's basically about um, uh, it's basically about a young girl who played by Steinfeld who hires a U.S. marshal to hunt down her father's killer. That's 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 the gist of the movie. It's basically like a revenge tale for the most part. And yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie, I really fucking enjoyed it. I mean, I had a feeling I would because I like westerns, especially if they're good. Yeah, but um. It it has that Coen Brothers feel to it. It's you know it's quirky. There there's weird quir- characters and the acting is almost self aware and everyone is almost like a caricature of themselves. That's kind of like how their movies are, but it works and they do it so well that it just it makes their movies pop out and very interesting for the most part. But yeah, Jeff Bridges kills it as Rooster. He's kind of like a no nonsense guy. He um, he follows his wit and. Um, and he's got true grit. <laughs> and Haley Steinfeld shows <laughs> yeah. off her talents. Like it's you know, I if I read it right, I'm pretty sure this was her first like major film. 
and she's kind of hard-headed throughout the yeah. movie and he, she can see through Rooster's demeanor and know that he's kind of like a softy inside. Their relationship evolves throughout the movie as they get into one situation after another. Matt Damon is hilarious as the the character LaBeouf because like he takes himself a little too serious uh, he, as he's yeah. playing a Texas Ranger. And him uh, and uh, Rooster have this little like tiff at the beginning of the movie yeah. like their styles just don't mesh because he's kind of like more like uniformed and more like by the book and like Rooster just kind of shoots from the hip. So it's kind of a nice dynamic towards the beginning. Uh, so yeah, the violence is typical Coen brothers. Injuries look painful as hell. When people get shot, it looks painful as hell. They're, they're really good at like making you feel like someone's pain when something happens to them. And, uh, and it's, it, it's, kind of interesting to see it them blend that with the rest with a western movie so yeah action is great feels a bit more fast-paced for a coen brothers movie their action is usually a little bit more like medium speed and this one seems kind of a little bit more like upbeat so i like that for a change but i'd recommend it especially if you're a fan of the coen brothers stuff or if you're a fan of westerns it's a it's a fucking solid movie man yeah aside Uh, so you uh and i have seen this one so yeah yeah, you guys oh, got yeah. to see in theaters. Yeah, we got to see in theaters. It's a fun, fun one. So Nice. Aside from that, I've also been watching Mayans MC Season 3, which just was released like 10 weeks ago. So yeah, it just came out this year. And I know Nabil's been starting off with the first season, so I'll try not to spoil too much. I'll be very vague about stuff, but it's currently playing on FX. And if you are interested in starting the show, their old seasons are on Netflix. Or actually, I think on Hulu now. Yeah, yeah, they're on Hulu. Yeah, they're on Hulu. Basically, like, after some events, like, unfolded in season two, the Mayans and the Glindo cartel, like, find themselves up against, like, the wall because, like, authorities are still investigating their criminal criminal activities, both on both sides of the border. So the FBI is pressing hard on them, and each side is just kind of, like walking on eggshells and trying to survive easy's trying to sort of step up more for the club and not just act like a prospect or or a rookie but take initiative his brother angel has been dealing with some like personal stuff some heavy personal stuff and i'm being very vague about this because i don't want to spoil it for the listeners or for nabil but hey i've been watching it so i'm gonna talk about it there's still quite a bit of like social commentary embedded in the show, which is one of the things that I really liked about it. But like the way they do it is it, it works with the storyline and it makes sense. And it's one of the things that I really enjoy about it. They also have a much better intro in this one. This is probably my favorite intro because for some reason this show struggled to have like a good intro or a decent intro. And I think they finally like got it down pat. So uh, some issues I do have with this season, though, is there's a sub-story that they introduced involving one of the Mayans. And I'm not going to say what it is, but it's just, it's very cliche. And it just, they, it feels like they just put it in there to add more unnecessary tension. And I'm like, the show's already tense enough, guys. There's already a, enough going going on right now. You really don't need to do that. And hopefully, like, it Hopefully it pays off. I don't know, but they they really like didn't need to include that. So, yeah. 
I'm still enjoying it though. I'm only like hmm. five, six episodes in, so I only have like four more, four or five more left. But um, I'm enjoying it. And again, if you're a fan of Sons of Anarchy or of uh, TV shows that have to do with organized crime, then this is probably something up your alley. Check it out. Find the old episodes on Hulu. And if you're caught up, check it out on, on FX. But yeah, that's all I've been watching. Nice. You got, you got a nice mix of stuff too. So uh, for the most part, sounds like we all had a bit of stuff. But I, th- I think our next one will probably have a couple more things caught up too. But who knows? Or we just keep disconnecting from the goddamn podcast. <laughs> so yeah, we- uh, let's get ready, guys, here for our main review of Spiral from the Book of Saw. This package just came in. Hello, Detective Banks. Do you know where your officers are? Jigsaw? Wait, I thought the Jigsaw Killer was dead. He is. Hours, not days. How can I catch this guy? If there's nobody on the bus, I can bus! You can't do this alone. Whoever did this has another motive. Something personal. When was the last time you saw your father? Jigsaw copycat. All right, so Spiral from the Book of Saw. Out in theaters now, we've rated uh, 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's about a criminal mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral, the terrifying new chapter from the Book of Saw. Again, came out just recently, just last week. Um, and you can't stream this film, so, you know, for those of you that are, are looking out for it to see if you can get it, it's not available for streaming yet. It is, it is in the theaters, so you got to... I think yeah, I think venture out over there for right just now. a heads up. A lot of the things we're going to be watching coming up, I think, are all going to be yeah. a lot of them for the most part. Things seem to be on that track or on the way back to normal. America's so back, guys. All right, so you got to go back into <laughs> sorry Europe. So yeah. <laughs> all right, so the film's directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman. He directed Saw two and three and four. So just to name a few. Uh, he also wrote. Uh, it's also been written by Josh Stolberg, who wrote Piranha 3D, as well as uh, la- I think it's the last film before this in the series, Jigsaw. Yeah. It came out in 2017 um, with his partner Pete Goldfinger, who also has the same credits with Piranha 3D and Jigsaw as well. They have a couple other ones too, but I was like, oh, I guess yeah. Some of the bigger. They've ones. done some right. TV shows. Yeah. And this stars the main character Chris Rock. He plays Detective Zeke Banks. Samuel Jackson plays Marcus. Max Minghella is William Shank. And Marisol Nichols plays Captain Angie Garza. Now, the film is very storied. It has a lot of lore. I mean, it's got it's it's, it's a huge anthology of films at this point. It's and like 80 this films is kind in of the like franchise. A, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> <laughs> it's it, this is kind this of like a soft one, reboot, so, not yeah. really a reboot. It's a it's a soft sequel 
because it's continuing on really but um it's different from the other films what's your history of the saw franchise uh let's put this out to, to james first since you've seen a lot of horror films i'd say you'll be more of a horror expert expert here have you seen them all before um or have there been a yeah, few that I've you've seen... just kind of decided not to watch no you know i can't do that um <laughs> no i've seen them all i've seen all eight i've seen all eight movies and um i want to i think i see i saw a few with you maybe man yeah, we've seen a few at this point. Unfortunately, saw like five through fucking eight kind of just blend for me. So, um, yeah, I've seen them all. I rewatched Saw one just to uh, kind of get into this one too. Watched it with my my nieces actually. So um, yeah, I've seen them all. It's uh, one of those. I'm not a huge Saw fan. I really like Saw one. Saw one's a really solid movie. I think it's the best in the franchise. After that, you're kind of just there to see the kills, you know. Right. And um, I know that, you know, mid-2000s, that was really popular. So I know you're going to get into that in a sec, too. But, um, yeah, no, I've seen them all. And, uh, yeah. What about you, Marco? Have you have you actually watched all eight films or um, just a handful? No way, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen the first one, and I think I've seen part of the second one, but don't remember it. I mainly remember the first one because it's actually pretty good. I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. I wanted to, and I probably may still rewatch it because like james was saying it's a it's it actually up. a pretty solid horror movie yeah, yeah. The, the whole concept yeah. is pretty cool and i don't know maybe it would have been better if it just stayed a standalone movie because yeah <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. interesting concept as a whole i remember when it first came out i had only seen uh the first three i haven't seen the other ones um you guys know me and in, in horror and uh what, what we're going to go into here is more of the torture porn um it's it's a bit gory for me, so after a certain point, I was like, I'm okay. I don't need to see any more. But the first yeah. one was a really original idea of a film, and uh, I, I did like... Good at director, least going, too. Yeah, say, first that's very true. One. Yeah, he, he definitely had, movies, had yeah. his vision, one of his earlier films. If not, uh, Was it mm-hmm. his first big directing film? I know it was a short yeah, budget. It, really, it was based on a short film that he had already made, so then um, he made this movie for like... I think it was a million dollars or super, like that. A million bucks, I think. And and it, it shows like they only have certain scenes and like Danny Glover was only on set for like four days and like they 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 use their time really well with it too though, so and then he came back and he produced a ton of them and all this Danny but, uh, Glover. Yeah. Kinda I gives you a heads up because like he did uh the Saw movies and then um you know, he went on to really good fame with conjuring movies and then Fast and Furious and now Aquaman, so he's He's done well for himself. He's got himself good credit. He can he can make the mediocre yeah. into something actually enjoyable. So he can make it interesting. Yeah, and I will say yeah. this much: the um, the Saw movie, just the first one at least, got re released in 4K. And I, I oh, actually, interesting. Uh, Ooh, I bought this movie like four times at this point. So I had to buy it. I bought it on <laughs> iTunes, so it's not on the Voodoo, but um, best that movie's ever looked, hands down. So yeah, there's a, there's a big issue in the beginning on the normal cut of this movie where. The beginning scene is almost unwatchable because of how dark it is. But now they actually color corrected it. So, oh, that's awesome. for all you techie fans that want to know. So that's it's the best way to watch it at this point. So good. To yeah, know. I I was meaning to watch the first one. I didn't get a chance. I, I definitely, you know, knowing that might actually pick it up at least to to watch it now because it's, yeah, it is a classic. Uh, but speaking of uh, of the series uh, again, we're gonna go back to torture porn here. This is this is kind of for me where it really kicked off a lot of those films that um hostile was another one of those films that came out uh the collector was out wrong turn 
uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. A lot of those films were out during that the 2010s to 20. I'd say 2010s to 20, like 15ish. There was just a saturation of the market of just really like super well, even before that, man. I I would say like early 2000s to this because Saw One came out what 2003, 2004, 2004. That's true. And it was yeah. throughout the those yeah. 2000s, I think, and then kind of kind of tapering somewhat off died off mid 2010s i guess but yeah it's, you know hit or miss yeah i mean it was intense they were everywhere <laughs> and i think that's what started turning me off in a lot of the films because it just it just got a bit much uh, for me but mm-hmm. people loved it you know it was obviously there was a market for it what what were you guys what was your feelings on on that film? Did you enjoy the genre, uh, Marco? What was that? Was that something that drawn to you? Seeing these different kinds of films show somebody get dismembered in a very gory, multitude different of ways. I mean, it was okay. Some of these were hit or miss. Like I remember Hostel. It was okay, I guess. I'm very picky with movies, man, especially horror movies, and sometimes it works. And yeah, there's shitty acting and a lot of gore and depending on how the director manipulates the story and the visuals, it works. And other times it's just fucking boring to me. (laughs) I'm just like, this is fucking horrible. Why am I watching this? And it's not because the gore disturbs me, the fucking shitty acting and poor decision-making of the characters disturbs me more. So I'm just like, Oh my God, my brain. That's what's fun about it, Marco. It just, it it just, (laughs) my brain just hurts. Like I just like, I can feel it just like suffocating itself. No, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Truthfully, whenever I saw those movies, though, um, first off, I, I guess I'm not a huge fan of them. I think it's a little too gory a lot of times, and I like more traditional like horror films, I guess, but these ones are more like the gross-out factor, a lot of them, especially the later Saw films, I'd say. Yeah. But um, especially when I saw a lot of these in college, I was with groups of people where we kind of the the whole thing is like everyone's like aware of it, you know. And I I know even watching Spiral, I was like, fuck, we probably picked the wrong movie because that's more up my alley. I'd say for any listeners, like as you guys probably know, yeah. I watch a lot of horror films, like pretty much anything that comes through. I'm fucking anything that comes out, I'll probably watch it, even the shitty ones. Look at my list from last year. Yikes, fucking <laughs> Fantasy Island. Um, so it's one of those things where. You kind of just it, either you like this shit or you don't really. And like Marco, probably not a big fan. Nabil, I know you're not a fan of this. You only used to watch this shit because of me. So That's looking true. at this, I was like, okay, fuck, you know. But torture porn ones are. I I did a I did a class on like slasher films, and torture porn was kind of like the eventual upgrade from like what those slasher films from the '90s were. Because I mean, every one of those films, even '80s and '90s, they're all terrible plot wise and. Um, yeah. Uh, dialogue wise acting wise but it, it's kind of a given especially with the producers and the thing is you, you want to know why there's nine saw films it's because they, they're really cheap to make and they yeah, anybody true. goes and sees them they've already made their money back so and i think it's one of those things where that's why you get so many of these random like seven sequels to the movies and shit so um i guess I'd it works better for me for weird. i guess it works for me like with the yeah. classics because they're because they were on film it looks grimy and it just adds to the aesthetic and it just makes yeah, it look a lot that of these, much better. Yeah, if you look at these ones, they're all digital-wise and stuff like that. That's why I'm saying check out that uh, solid 4K whenever you can or rent it. Um, it looks pretty good. I'll say that yeah. much for what they have. But a lot of these come off as cheap-looking. But uh, I'll say this much. I've seen all the soft films, and I was... Um, it's one of those things where like, it, you either like it or you don't, like I said. So, I mean, I'm not 
butthurt about that I picked a terrible movie for you guys to watch. I'm sorry, <laughs> guys, but um, it's up my alley. Torture porn genre films. I'm not the biggest fan of Bill. Um, it's just one of those things where a lot of some people love it. Some people love them just like they like certain genres of horror, and I I love that. You know, it's kind of like that Shutter crowd where there's certain films right. for everybody. You know, and I um I consider myself part of that crowd. Truth be told. I, I can look past a lot of things because I think I've seen so many fucking movies probably, truth be told. So it's kind of like, fuck it. But, I mean, I, I totally understand you and Marco's point of view of, like, the genre itself as, you know, as how cheesy or how shitty it could come off. But, you know, there's, but, there's a little But, you things. know, for me, though, I don't, you know, obviously I'm not into the gore part of it. But I do enjoy a lot of, especially, like, these early ones, like, the original Saw and even Hostel. Um, and I spit on your grave. I saw that film too, and I I, I enjoyed like the plots. They were, I mean, it, it wasn't like a profound that one is story. Fucking horrific, yeah. Bill. But but the Bill's plots like, are... as long as it has rape, I'm okay. Jesus I mean, Christ! But it's dude. It's I that... spit on your grave has made made me cringe, homie. So that's yeah, why I'm like, it's God, damn. So I, but that's what I'm saying though. I I can't deal with a lot of the, you know, the draw that people are really going into it. But I do like. Some of the stories yeah. that come out of it, some uh, for some of them, yeah. you know, once you get into the sequel like territory, I'm, they're not they're not always as good. But we're, kind of by mean. the way, guys, we're we're having more of a free discussion for this review. That's why there's yeah. only a review and things. So, for instance, like, um, like Hills Have Eyes, I wasn't I was okay with the remake, right? But yeah. that one is rough. I didn't like it, like House of a Thousand Corpses, but there's a huge fan base that love all these Rob Zombie films. No offense if yeah. you like them. I know a lot of people like Devil's Rejects and. Um, the newest one that came out, I forgot what it's called, but I mean, it's just not for me. I, I like Devil's Rejects. And I think those are, you know, yeah, it's just, it's different. And I think just, you know, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, but I mean, it all, it all hits or doesn't hit. But I mean, hey, that's why you guys are listening to us, I guess, right? What do we think? Exactly. Yeah, different changes. Yeah. Like, no, different. I just go from them shitting on the bill the whole time. What are you talking about? What's <laughs> <laughs> this guy do talking you, about? You got a shirt off in this See one? See how jokes. He's wearing the fucking jigsaw mask, so you tell me. <laughs> that's, oh, that's all he's wearing. So greased his body up. <laughs> again, he wrote down on lipstick on his chest, "Want to play a game?" God damn it, Nabil! Not just the time, uh, dude. don't said again. Lipstick. Don't ask where the spiral is. <laughs> <laughs> he said he has four hidden ones. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so. Anyways, oh, all right. So spe- speaking of the a tricycle, too. the themes of this film. Yeah, a tricycle. Uh, so let's talk about the film itself. What were our thoughts on it? Let's let's start with James. So what did you actually think about this film? Uh, I know I'm going to be in the minority. Of this one, I actually liked it. So um, coming from all the other Saw films, I thought seven and eight were fucking terrible. So, and it makes just no sense because it was just eight, eight itself. Jigsaw, by the way, it's supposed to be like a reboot. And, uh, you know, obviously that didn't work out. So <laughs> I liked it because uh, director Darren Lynn Bozeman, he, he did two, three and four, right? Which are kind of like as much as one is a good movie, two, three and four kind of set up what the Saw movies really are plot wise, too. So it's kind of cool to see him come back and like, hey, because he's handled it before and he's done a pretty decent job, but uh, not perfect. I know it's not perfect by far. Uh, I like the story of how this was made, by the way. I don't know if you guys are aware of how it was made. Chris Rock was literally at a wedding with the head of Lionsgate, and he pitched him the movie because he's a huge fucking Saw fan. And the guy was like, yeah, let's do it. And they basically made the movie. That's why Chris Rock is the executive producer and everything, too. So, 
wild. I had fun with it. It was uh, different from the other Saw films, which I liked. Uh, the other ones are mostly focused on, uh, you know, trap to trap to trap to the trap. Victims, but this one yeah. was more like um, an actual plot that leads around, and the 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 traps themselves are kind of a means to an end. And I, th- I actually liked the. Um, I saw the twist a mile away too on this one though, which again it wasn't easy. To, it wasn't. It was pretty easy at a certain point because of the way that this is filmed, like to figure it out. But uh, I thought it was funny too. I liked Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson. I wish Samuel was in it longer, but uh, yeah, that's it. So I enjoyed it. What about it. you, Marco? What were you, did you enjoy the film, or what um, were your thoughts on it? Let's see. How did I word this on my letterbox? <laughs> this movie was a fucking mess, dude. It was it was it was fucking trash. I struggled through this movie, dude. It's only an hour and thirty three minutes long, and it felt like two and a half hours. It was just. Man, the uh, I wanted to like this movie too, because uh, Chris Rock produced it and everything. That's a really touching story that you know he was a huge fan and everything, and you know he wanted to make this happen. But the movie played out like a community college student film project. Uh, boring camera angles. The acting was atrocious, dude. Like the, the delivery of the lines was just bad. Like I was just like, the really, like that's your take, and then. Chris Rock was obviously the standout because he's Chris Rock. But even then, like some of the shit that they said, it just felt forced. It's almost as if they got these people together in a room and they said, here's the scene, read it as it is on the script and had no direction whatsoever. There are times where there's just like this awkward moment between like the delivery of the lines and you're just like, God, this is this is tough to watch. I was on a date and we just had fun just trashing the fucking movie because that's the only way we got through it, especially because the theater we were at didn't serve alcohol. So I was like, fuck, I got to watch the sober. Really? Um, yeah, it was just I, I, I liked the concept of the movie. I thought that the premise was good and actually was pretty original and intriguing. But the way that it was handled and its execution was just so bad. Like, every time I was just like, oh, my God, someone please, someone give these guys some, some fucking notes because they're, they're just doing horrible. Like, I, there are some times where I was trying hard not to laugh when they were fucking saying their lines, and I was like, oh, my God. And, yeah, the, I agree I with James. I will say the, this the, is in line with every previous Saw film, by the way. Really? <laughs> so I will count yourself lucky you have not seen them all then, Marco, because yeah, yeah, you would that's hate probably why I the rest them. of these. Because I'm going to tell you right now. This is leagues better than some of the other ones. God, I think uh, that. Yeah. Th- there were times yeah. where I'm just like, which just, seems <laughs> like, I mean, probably, yeah. In your opinion, it probably doesn't seem like it, but I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just letting you know, like, no, no, yeah, I, this I is dude, I've just, I've seen than, YouTube movies, I mean, like, <laughs> I've seen YouTube parody movies that are better acted and better filmed than this, and I know it had a, a very small budget. I think it was like 19 or 20 million. Yeah. It was like 20 million dollars, and I'm like, did 19 and a half Some million dollars go to pay Chris Rock? Because um, I don't know where the Samuel rest of the money Jackson, went. To be honest, yeah. uh, it was just it was just so fucking bad, dude. And it it was disappointing because I wanted to like it, but you know, it just yeah, it yeah wasn't. For yeah, me I mean, I get your feelings on that. I I actually did enjoy the film myself. Um, again, though, it was because of the plot. I I enjoyed that story. Yeah. Was it because um, of the beginning? The, from the, the dude hanging films. in the the subway station was just your every Friday night. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 it 
just, it's just random couple going after people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the Bills killed like this before. I fully expected yeah. the killer at the end to be like, it's me. I'm like, a movie pal. If if He's I could just say, and sorry, Nabil, just sorry, sorry to interrupt. The only redeeming factor were the kills. That was it. I was just kind of in between everything. I was just like, just yeah, they were who dies really next? well done. They use yeah. a lot of uh, practical effects too. That looked really yeah. good, by the way. I'll give them that much. Yeah, I think I think the effects were good for the budget that they had. Um, they were, and you know, <laughs> I covered my eyes on some of the gorier parts, but from what I did watch. It you know seemed very well kind of put together as well. Like it wasn't just you know blood everywhere. You don't have to cover that. I can admit it. I will be honest. He covered his eyes. I watched but he it didn't with cover uh, my pants. girlfriend and and yeah. <laughs> fully erect, sir. You can turn on one my hand up. One I watched it. <laughs> I watched it with my niece and uh, my girlfriend and oh, my niece uh, Tori said it was the goriest film she's ever seen. So oh god, she doesn't I, watch I any films with you, with you then, huh? It was yeah. I was boring. like, I well, we'll get into it when we talk about the kills. But there were a few where I was like, mm, my butthole just clenched a little bit. So, so. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! I was like, I did not expect that. Uh, I'll say this much too: Did you guys have a lot of people at your theater? Yeah, it was it was uh, surprising how many people did show up for this film. Yeah, I went on a I had no on one Saturday. in my theater. Oh really? I fucking no one. But I went on a Thursday night. And oh, truthfully, you want a Marco night. knows I try to go because people around our area here don't know how to handle fucking horror films. Oh yeah, and uh, so yeah. I meant, so I went at a time that was really random. Oh, Mikey was there too, by the way. Sorry, Mikey came as well. He was with me too, all four of us. And uh, no, we had a good crowd at least too. Nobody was like, because I don't know if you tell us on a comment below or whatever. Uh, do you ever run into people that are just total fucking assholes during horror films because they yeah. never leave the I house and that's the only movie happens. they fucking see? Yeah. So, uh, Marco and I have run into it. Sometimes it's been hilarious because oh, yeah. they added director's commentary for us the whole time during a shark movie once, and we kind of <laughs> just rolled with it. But um, <laughs> uh, sometimes I just want to know. You maybe we'll make that a topic. Yeah, that one was funny, mostly because we didn't want to say anything either, and we were just like, "Well, I guess this is what's going to happen." Yeah, my and, uh, uh, the theater I was in it was it was decently packed for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I also went for the. Uh, what does Brendan have? JBL one? Like their iMac version of IMAX too, so maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. There was, it wasn't too full. It was nice though. Yeah. We got to like recline and shit and eat popcorn, which is cool, but Yeah, I think one Back person walked out of the movie. Who knows watching? Really? Yeah. One yeah. Oh wow. Too gory. Two well two people. It was, it was, I guess they the were on a date side. too. They freaking I at least, I don't know I don't know. Maybe they went to the bathroom. <laughs> there was I didn't no see romance them come back. in that film. <laughs> I didn't see them come back. Maybe they did, mm. and I was just too busy trashing the movie. I don't know. All right. So, there. Speaking of the plot, um, one of the one of the key aspects of the film, the RDC were trying to centralize around, was the fact of it being with the detective, which is Chris Chris uh, Rock's character, and a bunch of dirty cops. Uh, seems a bit on the nose with what's going on right now in America, at least. Uh, and so they, I don't know if that was. I would think it's intentional. There was some definite cultural relevancy there. Um, and, you know, it's very poignant that they try to bring that topic up about Dirty Cops. And, I mean, it's a horror film, so I can, I'll can i leave it without spoiling. I'll leave it to your imagination what, they, what the premise is in regards to them in this film. But um, what did you guys think about the 
the aspect of introducing that subject matter into the film and having that as kind of the the driving force and the theme of the movie as a, as a whole. Uh, I know Marco, you you are a bit, um, you know, you've spoken in regards to, uh, you know, the cops and and the police state and everything that we've got going on right now. What what are your thoughts on on this film and how they handled that situation or or you know how they tried to introduce it? That's the part of it that I liked. Like like I said, I, I enjoyed the premise and the idea of it. And I thought that that was an interesting kind of take on on horror, similar to like Get Out, you know. But it it was just the execution, and that's what was so disappointing about yeah. it. And I was like, man, this is actually a really good fucking idea. If only it was done right, and if only it was done with I don't know better performances, because it 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 kind of did like bring that into light in, in a way that's kind of easy to understand and to be like, Oh, okay. You know, I, I get it. Or, you know, with people saying, I don't understand, mm-hmm. or, you know, what's, you know, what, what, what are people like protesting or saying about it? And I know we're not a political podcast, but Hey, it's the premise of the movie. So you're going to hear it. You know, it's, it, it brought it to the, to the forefront, I think in an interesting way, it's just, again, the, the execution of it, I was like, man, what a, what a waste of a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I would, I, I can see your point from that, and then I feel in in that sense that they they do kind of total line where it's more, um, it's it's a subject, but they're not trying to be too political about it. It's it is trying to be a bit generic as far as the themes of thirty cops, but they they introduce a little bit on, in uh, to make sure that it, there's some kind of acknowledgement of the relevancy of. Uh, are the police force right now? What about you, James? What were your thoughts on the subject matter? Uh, it was cool. I like how they did it. Uh, also, if you think about it, this was supposed to release a year ago, and yeah. they were writing a sure. year prior to that. So they were kind of, in a way, I mean, all the, it's been happening all the time, but they're in a way they're kind of ahead of the curve on that, which is kind yeah. of cool. But they were that's very true. Already, you know, already ahead of it, and like, hey, this is what we're gonna make the movie on. It's cool because all the other Saw movies have pretty much focused on Jigsaw or. Uh, I mean, slight spoiler, I guess. I don't know. Are his, you know, his protégés in the other movies? Yeah. yeah, the people that take over the Jigsaw mantle. And this one is more of a mention. They made it so that, like, you don't have to watch those other movies. But I think if by watching those other movies, though, uh, especially for you, Marco, like, they kind of set you for, like, hey, these are low-budget horror films. Like, you just kind of roll with it on these, man. That's really how it is. So it's like, uh eh. Because, yeah, it would be better if it executed better, but then they'd need a bigger budget, too, probably. For what they're True. trying to accomplish with actors and shit too, yeah. But uh, I liked it. Though. I thought it was a, uh, it was a cool like uh, Marco said, cool premise. So, and I, I don't think it was executed, especially by the end. I was like, okay, but I liked it. It's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of that, what what were your thoughts on? Uh, great. What would you rate this film, James? Oh, uh, before we get into um, the spoiler. this spoiler section, yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm probably rating it a little too high, but I give it a C plus. So. Oh, okay. Uh, what about you, Marco? This is, is going to come as a shocker. <laughs> but this is my first F of the year, guys. It's an F for me. Oh. Yeah. Very, very strong opinion. I would never watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is sad because, again, I like the the premise and all, but I was just like, I, I can't. I couldn't wait for it to end. And I was like, please, just. Just end it. What about you, Neville? Yeah, I'd give it a C minus. Again, I think the there there's some other things that I didn't like about the film itself, not necessarily the the gore, but um, 
yeah. it it was enjoyable enough for me to you know say it was a solid horror film and a good entry into saw film say the second best one in the rest of the series compared only yeah the second to the first one yeah i would rate it as the second best as well yeah behind saw one from oh three or whatever yeah, I would I would assume that uh, Marco has no sorry. rating for this, so we'll just keep it as a... <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's the only one he saw, saw. All right, so that's our review of... Our non-spoiler review of uh, Spiral. We are now going to go into the spoiler section, talk a little bit about some of the kills, uh, the gory stuff that we that that really is a big draw, and some other stuff about the film just to, to uh, go into a bit more depth. If you haven't seen it yet, don't spoil it for yourself. Go ahead and just come through, skip ahead about 10 minutes or so, take a look at the timer, go to the outro, find out what we're listening to and what we're doing for our, our big 100-episode uh, podcast. Otherwise, uh, yay, Centennial. Yay, 100. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Uh, otherwise, uh, stick with us for just a second. We're going to go into our spoiler section and, and dig a little deeper into this film. I'm going to let them spin like a spiral. Straight up. I don't got no love for no rival. Straight up. Put him on the news, he went viral. Pussy. I took a number two with my rifle. Alright, so James, we're gonna go with you since you you did enjoy the film a bit more um, as yeah. I did. So, what did you think about the new Jigsaw Killer, William? Uh, William, right? Yeah, I thought it was pretty obvious at a certain point, especially after. Um... Can I bring up one thing? Uh, yeah. Samuel Jackson's mustache looks fucking terrible in the past. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was wondering when I saw it, I, I didn't know if he grew it out agree. or they just stuck it on his mouth. No, I was like, it's terrible. And I saw it and I was like, oh shit. And I was like, that's like I me like putting... They just well, stuck I mean, it we on all him. have facial hair, by the way. If you guys have never seen us, by the way. I don't know about Marco. He, uh, ma- he made it a Tony Stark's beard once. But... Um, <laughs> That looked like a fucking fakest mustache I've ever seen. What's funny, and too, is that it's supposed to be, like, just... 12 years ago, so it's supposed to be, like, him younger, and it's like... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, it was bad. I <laughs> I turned over to my date, and I'm like, like, I can't take this serious. I can't take that fucking mustache You know, and serious. also, the voice... I like the voice <laughs> of uh, the new Jigsaw guy. It was kind of creepy, but Jadeli thought it was the funniest thing. So every time <laughs> it came on, she was, like, crying from laughing so hard. I was just like fuck man and that's when i realized i was with the wrong fucking group of people to do this. <laughs> no i'm kidding they she actually thought it was okay everybody i saw it with thought it was okay so she uh thought it was funny because he's always just like detective banks hello and i'm like is this marco's old podcast what the fuck's going on here, bro? so <laughs> uh oh, i like this premise because i mean we're in spoilers his dad is killed by the corrupt caught uh pete basically back in yeah. the past and right uh i put it together though did you i you know at first i thought it was him and then when i saw the tattoo on the arm of the supposed body i was like okay i guess it's not him you know kind See, of but thing. that's what that's what uh i knew it was he was fine because all the other ones they showed you like a flashback to the actual killing happening yeah and for that one they didn't really focus on it, it just showed someone getting skinned and i was like oh right. fuck it's not even it's not him then dude so true that's yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't think I he was dead, but I thought that they. You know, I didn't know if it was him. I thought it was maybe more like he was in on it or something, or Damn. kidnapped. But I didn't think it was him until it happened. I was like, ah, oh, of course, it's fucking him. Why? Why would? For it? a I second, it was I thought it was. Yeah, me too. For a second too, yeah. I was like, is it I, Samuel Jackson? Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, I, I suspect. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it wasn't Samuel. I knew that was a red herring. Like you were just trying to throw us off. But really? I, yeah, I suspected it was a cop, and then I was like, could I was like, 
oh, he's a fucking rookie. He just fucking joined the force. I'm like, hmm. Well, so I mean, I was and then the about little it, hints so like out. when he, yeah, when he took the phone too. My niece brought. Th- oh no, Janelle brought that up. Janelle was like, "Oh, remember he took the phone earlier?" And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, someone's kind of weird." Up on more shit than me. Yeah. But then to kind of just move the hunt from it, so I was like, like, "Oh, I guess I'm, nothing really happened." I'm the fucking the movie, pal. What's like, going on here? Low. Yeah, I was like, "You trying to take over?" And then Bailey popped up out of nowhere and said, "Yes." Yeah, I also so. thought it might have been because um, they didn't do anything with that character. There was the other uh, black cop because there's the only Bill. two in oh. the film. The, the Bill's like, um, I also thought it could have been me. No, because he's he really has disdain <laughs> towards Chris Rock's character, and but I mean, all he does is there to add commentary. To so does how much everybody at that him. at that precinct though. They fucking hate him. They do. They, they do leave a him. dead fucking yeah. rat on his fucking desk, and he just I casually. Up. I he freaking like, got shot. And I was like, "Damn, guys, that's cool." You gonna I, mean, it was, I like how he was a fake rat, though, right? Fuck, it's serious. It was a fake rat, though. No, I think it's a dead rat. Real? It's a dead rat, dude. That looked like a fucking dead Muppet. That was. I mean, well, yeah, what I'm saying in their aspect of the fucking movie, yeah, because that's why when he moves it with the cup, he throws the cup away, too. It it looked like a puppet, dude. (laughs) You could tell it was a fucking puppet. Oh, shit. This gets better. I didn't think it looked too bad. I didn't. I I thought it looked looked like one of the rats from the Muppets, dude. Yeah. Marco (laughs) took it to. This is a two second scene, but Marco's still this fucking rat. Okay. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's go into the fun stuff. Let's talk about the uh, the the yeah. uber uh, violent deaths here. Let's start with uh, the first one, Boswick and his his fun tongue trap, which I gross. thought was a very yeah. or- original idea on how that was to play out. Um, also, didn't really see a way out of it, but hey, you know. Well, no, there is a way out. You fucking jump right off the get go, and you rip. Yeah, your but he's gonna tongue tear out, right? out his tongue. Like, yeah, that, yeah but that's the that. point. It's because exactly. he's been telling so many lies. It's yeah. Would no, you, I mean, here's I got, what yeah. I wanted to do for this part, though. Would you guys be able to do this one? No, I would just die. I'd be like, it's fine. Instant death from the fucking train. I don't know either, man. I feel like I'd try to move it, but I'd be like, what am I doing with my hands? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Something about I just, I just be a kill me. Is kill me. Really? Fuck. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is not a preferred one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is the one I where like, I was like, I might be able to do this one. I might be able to. <laughs> he like me. I like the the train conductor though. The guy he was like, yeah. I mean, he like he was hanging, and then he just you know was he jumped right in front of it and he died. And I was like, oh, unfazed. Like, Un- yeah, New York. he doesn't I was care. Like this man has seen jumpers before. Then he's yeah. like, you know, fucking th- no, like a. Uh, like Marco said, normal Thursday night for me, man. Shit, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like how they thought it was a homeless guy. Thing. I'm like, what? You think it's Bart? Yeah, what? because I mean, normally, as we know, because Marco and I live in the Bay Area, and Nabil for the past, we do have incidents like this on Bart. So yeah, they do. Yeah. And normally, it, it turns out to be a, a vagrant or homeless person. So it's, you know. Yeah. Or sometimes somebody that's just having a really bad Tuesday. I don't know. So it's I don't want to judge. Don't do it, guys. Yeah. Uh, Fitch, he had the the fun time of getting his fingers rigged, and also. Uh, Getting Which leads to electrocution. Yeah, yeah. leads so to electrocution kind of because of water. Yeah. What? So what? What did you think about that, James? Do you think you'd you'd be able to take I that? I don't know, and, man. That I will say, this was one of the nastier ones, by the way, guys. Where yeah. the fingers were literally tearing, and you yeah, see the tendons. Was... I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that was. And he bad. almost actually gets out, but mm. then he screams so that it stops because the whole point is you have to bite down on the um, 
Mm-hmm. The mask part, right? To continue the thing to rip. I don't know about this one. This one just seemed... Whew, I don't know. I'm getting a little... little this one I might do. Itchy right now thinking about this one again. Th- this one you I could saw do this said, one? I could probably do this one. Yeah, yeah I was going to bite down. Down. At, at I least I can eat food. At least you know I can why, still though? eat food. I can still talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could still eat food and everything. Plus, I mean... Fucking robotics. They got prosthetic it's, it's, fingers. It's pretty advanced, dude. Yeah, they exactly. could they could put prosthetics on my hand. Yeah. So, yo, fuck robotic. You grab the rest of those fingers with your stump hand, and you get the fuck to a hospital. <laughs> You're gonna lose like an inch off each finger, but you at least you got a little baby hand now, a little cabbage patch hand. Yeah. Hey. hey. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, electrocution seems like it would be worse. Worse though. Yeah. The, I'm gonna tell you right now, I would not want to die from electrocution. Like, yeah. Oh, Tie my sick. fingers off. Let me jump up here because that guy suffered. Poor guy. Um. Let's go to the captain with her hot wax and spinal severance. Uh, so, yeah. I'm going to be that honest. Was, I didn't see a way out of too. that. Yeah, I, di- I didn't see any way she could have survived. I mean, it was to option. slam her head backwards, right? Basically to get out? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But it was already pouring on her, though, too. I was like, fuck, dude. Yeah, and once it like, starts hitting your skin, like you, you're you in pain. I, it's burning. You're not going to try. And when, yeah, I was iffy on this one because... Nasty, yeah. Like you guys were saying, like so, if how how does she know? Like it would have killed her though, right? If she would have like slammed her head back and severed her spine. No, it, it was positioned to. Well, yeah, you're gonna become um, paralyzed, basically. Paralyzed. Right. Yeah. But right. if you hit the blade, it pushes the thing that shuts off the valve. So I don't know. Ooh. And no, then when I would he not pulled do this off one. the thing, I was like, that is fucking nah. Oh yeah, dude. And when they were showing the knife in the back of the neck, I was uh, that's where I was like, mm, this is a little nasty. Yeah. Or or I do it and then, it, the and then I just... he peels it off. He peels <laughs> off her. Ugh. Yeah, he peels off her skin and stuff. You can God see like damn. muscle and bone. Dude, that's no, so that's gross. I was like, fuck. That was yeah. I was like nasty. I don't she, know if I, I can mean do this she one. literally drowned off of hot wax. Like that's a terrible way to go. <sighs> Typical Thursday for Nabil again. Fuck. <laughs> He's like the thing is you got to make sure the the esophagus is open. Wait, what, Nabil? I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Pete and the glass shards. Um, that's a that was an interesting. Uh, that was a setup. teamwork of the effort, stuff right? Of there. Yeah, I kind of liked that one. I thought that that was an interesting way to go about it. <laughs> the bill's like, I, I actually wanted want to do want this to die one. that way. Oh, I would not want to die that way. That's <laughs> getting like, stabbed I looked a million up, times. I looked up that machine. <laughs> I got one on order. <laughs> that was like, like the first. Because, dude, the let me say this much: the first shot of it is like. Okay, it's one, like two glasses, and then the next one, I'm like, oh, they're not gonna, it's not gonna Wait, stop hold, now. Guys, and dude, guys, that shit was looking nasty as fuck. Hold up, I just got a picture. The Bill just sent me a picture. Oh, he just he just <laughs> set it up in his garage, bro. He, he's <laughs> want to play a game. He's just fucking ready. He's to just get. testing. Hey, movie pals, want to play a game? <laughs> oh shit, he's, he's back. got the glass shards just fucking flying everywhere. <laughs> I like how Chris Walk figured it out way too fucking late. They're like, oh, okay. Trash can. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I like, I, I will say that scene is cool because throwback to the first movie, he wakes up and the saw's there. Yeah. yeah. He's almost like thinking that. about cutting yeah. his fucking hand off, but then he uses the uh, clip or whatever. Smart guy. The glass shard, you can survive as long as your fucking homie's there to get you out. I mean, but I was expecting to be... them to, like, split him in half, though. I expected it to keep going, then suddenly she, like, a. Split in half body or something. I was going even gorier, but apparently they didn't have it in their budget. So the bill's like, that's how I set it up. And the one that I didn't bring up is like Samuel Jackson's one because technically yeah. it's it was never made to. I mean, that's the whole point, right? It was never made it was to never get out of, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So he should you have just what? shot the guy I, at the end, right? I kind of yeah. thought it was cool how he set him up like a fucking puppet. I was like, hey, just fucking dancing. It's actually, especially because it's foreshadowed earlier in yeah. the video when the at the car, and yep. you just kind of think it's something, and they're like, oh yeah, he's like, <laughs> he should have shot the guy, threw the gun up at that bullseye. That would have saved. He should have been doing then, a backwards um, dance with a little guy from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Twin Peaks and laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of fucked up because it ends. I mean, every Saw movie ends abruptly. There's never a fucking like epilogue to these movies. Yeah. The epilogue is basically the start of the next movie. It's like, oh, that's what happened. And um, yeah, it kind of sucks for Samuel Jackson. I loved uh, his lines, by the way. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, his lines yeah. are fucking. Hel- they're but it's so bad it's hilarious though. Yeah. They were so I liked forced. It, where he's like, I'll play a fucking, I'll play a fucking game. I'm like, oh shit, okay. And especially you know, when he's when his son got shot, he's like, I'm gonna take this gun and I'm gonna find out who's lost. <laughs> I thought that I'm was good. Him. <laughs> I was like, Samuel, your fucking mustache looks terrible. But yeah, uh, what was you, what were you saying? Yeah, you know what I don't understand is that the the jigsaw killer is trying to have Chris Rock be a part of the cause, right, and work through it, but. You know, it yeah. proved that he was a good cop. He didn't want to kill the guy that, uh, you know, wronged him or whatever. Um, and and yet, why are you, you're making him suffer? He's all the people that he cared about, he killed, including his father. And he thinks he's going to, like, suddenly be altruistic and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to work for you now. Like, you're not swaying him at all. You're making it make him hate you. Like, why would he want to work with you? I think it's because he knew he couldn't get out at that point, too, maybe. And he was just like either because yeah, think about it. Either he killed Jigsaw, right, the new Jigsaw, mm-hmm. or he didn't. That's all it was. It was never like it's never really like save your dad. Yeah, it was yeah, just kind of a trick I, for I, him I, to get the fuck out of there, I guess. Right? Yeah. Plus, I also think that he knew that no matter what, he would Chris Banks would never turn. He would, he would choose that him. option, so he had a, a way to yeah. get out. Is what? Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. Marco. Yeah. I think Marco's right. So you don't think he was really trying to sign him up to work to to work in no. the house? No, I think he no. knew Torture that he him. was a good person. No, yeah. I think it's a little more complex. Like he's like, no, he kind of expected that to happen. Like he, everything he did, he played it out. That's why I'm saying. He, oh, it played out well, yeah. Like jigsaw wise, he's he would have been. I don't know. He's a better protege than the other two that have before him is what I'm saying. Yeah. Even though he's not even a protege, he's just literally a copycat killer yeah it's interesting i mean uh it's it's definitely got some deeper layers to it to an extent uh, none of which marco appreciated because he thought it was terrible but the rest of us thought it was okay so yeah i like the idea of it but hey just the execution sucked (laughs) hey we all can't always agree it's fine exactly truthfully i knew marco wouldn't like this though after i watched it (laughs) i knew you wouldn't like it i knew it no no i mean i'm not saying you're I know you guys pretty well by now. We've got 100 episodes in. Like, yeah. I know N- you guys Nabil- pretty well. So I knew it wouldn't be yours. But, Nabil, I had I, I thought you'd be more 50-50 on it. But I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Fuck, Nabil. You sent me another picture with you wearing a pig's mask. I swear to God, Nabil. Uh, also very on the nose, the whole pig puppet thing. I was like, okay, they're calling the cops pigs. All right, I get it. Well, not just that, too. But also the pig mask is from the other Saw movies, though. So. It is, yeah. Yeah. That's a like a... But no one ever thought John Kramer was really fucking alive, right? In this whole like hope movie, not. there's no yeah. way, dude. He dies in. No. I mean, spoiler. He dies I guess, in like four, I think, or something. No, right? he dies in the second movie. Oh, does he die? In the se- is it the second one? Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg fucking shoots him. Don- oh yeah, so, that's right. See, so, yeah, okay, I kind of do remember the yeah, second. Yeah, and one then now. all the other movies, all the other movies. 
then all the other movies are fucking all over the place. Like, how is Tobin Bell in all these fucking movies still? Somehow it, yeah. But um, it's one of those things where I think personally, if you're a Saw fan, you'll love this movie. Uh, but if you don't like the Saw movies, then I'd say no. You're not gonna, you're not gonna like them. And with that, guys, that is the end of our podcast. Podcast number ninety nine. Thank you guys for all the reviews, feedbacks, and responses. Uh, Marco, let them know a little bit what's going to happen and where how to reach us too, man. Well, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Movie Pals Pod. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher. And if you do, you'll never miss an episode. You can rate us. You can review us. You can comment on our social media. Try to talk to us. Some of you do. And we reply. And guess what, guys? We reply, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, really? (laughs) And like James and Nabil have been saying, our 100th episode is coming up next. Maybe not right after this one, but in the next couple weeks when we record it. And we (laughs) will most likely have a special guest or a couple special guests. We haven't really decided yet, but it's going to be extravagant. We may or may not have a tiny bit of a little sponsor for that episode too, but I guess you'll have to find out. Tease right here. Yeah, it's a little teaser here. Just a tip, just to see how it feels. We also (laughs) want to. (laughs) We just. This is not a kid-friendly episode, I guess. (laughs) No, this this one's definitely none of them are really. We, we say a lot of fucked up shit on this podcast. So, yeah. If this is your first time listening to us, uh, welcome. Uh, we're, <laughs> welcome. Sorry. We're not, always, uh, <laughs> we're not always this fucking raunchy, but um, I guess the song movie is It's episode 99. We, we only got one less to the triple digits, so we thought we'd go out with a bang for the doubles. That's all. Right? Yeah. Exactly. That's all it is. That's all it is. So, join us on our very big extravagant episode, a celebration, a feat that we always believed that we would achieve to some extent, but it's it's just kind of hard to believe I that that reality say is going to come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like that you guys are all yeah. confused on whether or not we'd make it this song. I was like, yeah, you know, we've <laughs> always we've always known we were going to make it this. Fun. We'll do a little we'll do a little segment for like a little probably look back because I mean we've this has changed quite a bit from what we're doing. Yeah. Play a little Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, I'm an angel. I'm yeah. proud to have done this we with made it. these two guys. It's It's been a fucking amazing... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Relax. It's still 99, man. man. Don't I fucking know. jinx this <laughs> shit. Technically, technically, any sharp-eyed or fucking anybody that listens pretty well, you'll actually know that we've done more than 100 episodes at the point. I oh, guess yeah. We have. Yeah. So we're at... T- if we, we de- we've done three bonus episodes, so if you want to do them, but those have been a little more... I guess special ones, right, guys? Where it's been like, hey, these are just set up in a way, like, where we just quickly talk about. I mean, thirty minutes, forty minute episodes. So, what if we just threw out another bonus pod and then we did with the one hundred and one, and no one would ever find one hundred? Just yep. be elusive, because just to kind of yeah, test you just guys never bring it up. Sure. Just act Crazy. like we're. Or hey, I mean, a lot of times I always thought, should we go back and make sure we never skipped a number? Because I mean, like, is there a chance that I fucked <laughs> up once? There might be. I'm not lying. There might be. <laughs> if you go back, there might be like episode 62. Like, man, there was never a 62, and I'm like, well, I guess that was the one I fucked up on. Fuck that. Happened. I just kept rolling with it, and nobody ever corrected us. I mean, hey, 
It's up to you guys, the listeners, to find out. <laughs> Anyways, this outro is taking way too long. So, <laughs> so tune in next time, guys. It's our big episode 100. We're going to be doing a double feature. Finally, by the way. Yes. We're going to review. I think we've announced this twice before already that we're going to review this movie, and it never happened. But A, uh, a Quiet Place Part 2 and the new Disney film, Cruella. So, until then, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. Have a good day.